Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us, and enjoy this message. Thank you, Lord. Uh, You remember when Johnny Carson used to be the uh, host of The Tonight Show? Oh, you didn't stay up that late? Okay. Well, anyway, does anybody remember the The Tonight Show? Well, uh, before he would come on, they'd say, and here's Johnny. That's what I feel like sometimes. And here's Pastor. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You know, one of my, uh, one of the things that, um, that comes, that I struggle with is, you know, I have a message prepared and then what happens is I'll, you know, I'll hear things throughout the, you know, the worship. I'll hear things. And then, man, I just got so many things to say. But we'll try not to, uh, we'll try not to uh, take too much of your time. Uh, one of the words in the, uh, in the songs was prophesy, I prophesy, I prophesy, I prophesy. And actually, the, uh, the definition of prophecy would be an inspired word from the Lord that is given. And it's not something that we necessarily think up, make up. But, and, uh, and I thought about this as, as we read the scripture. Have you ever read the scripture and something just, bam, it just lights up, lights up on the inside of you? That is the Lord anointing that word. And it's something that that you just need to speak out, you need to declare it, you need to, you need to cause it to come alive. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, I'm just trying to give so many things in, one, in a little nutshell. But, uh, so anyway, uh, this morning, I, uh, you know, I was thinking of this, uh, th- I get these thoughts, and I thought, oh, that'd make a good sermon, you know. And um, the, the phrase was, bless the Lord. And I thought, I wonder how many times that's in the Bible, you know. And one of the, one of the, thing, the thing that caught my attention was this. I, um, bless the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Bless the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. How can you be stoic, sit there and be stoic, when I just gave you a word from the Lord that he promises that he will daily load you? Yeah, some of you say, well, I don't need any more load. I've got enough load. Well, the scripture says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, Upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly, and you shall find rest unto your soul. So drop off, drop off the load that you're carrying, drop off the worries, drop off the fears, drop off the anxieties, and take up the load that God has for you because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And uh, I'll probably uh, bring that to your attention again because I want to talk to you. Uh, today about faith. 
and you know, uh, you know the 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 thing of it is, you know, we've got that definition in Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I'm going to be coming and really just looking at that particular chapter for the next couple of times that I minister. But faith is not something that uh, faith is not something that just we get in our head and we 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 say, well, I just believe that. No, faith is something that activates something on the inside of you that you begin to respond to what God tells you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's not by a good message unless the Lord is speaking through that message and it touches your heart and you are to respond. The the worst thing we can do sometimes is to hear something that moves us, it moves our heart and we say, well, you know, that was a great thing, you know, and then we walk out the door and we forget get it. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, who daily loads us with benefits. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to rehearse it? Are you going to remind yourself? Are you going to cause that to move you and change you? You know, one of the things I was thinking... (laughs) Uh, as, uh, as we were worshiping this morning, you know, uh, we, uh, we are people, we are people of war. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is going to come back on, uh, on a white stallion with a sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. And that sword is the word of God. And God wants to use us to declare it and to speak it. And so that we, you know, we're not cutting each other up. You know, we're not supposed to get together and, and uh, cut each other up with, with what I believe and what you know. We are to take that word of the Lord and begin to speak it to drive back the powers of darkness. Not just the powers of darkness in our lives, but the powers of darkness that are putting people in fear, depression, and anxiety. You've got the power. I think somebody said that this morning. You've got the power. That's just not so I can stand in front of the mirror. and. That's not what it's for. That power is there so that you can bring about the kingdom of God upon this earth. Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And not only do that, but act like you believe it. You know what faith really is? It's just trusting God. It's not something that I have to make up, work up. You know, when you come, if there's a word that, you know, of uh, uh, what do they call that? Word of knowledge. Somebody gives a word of knowledge. You're not supposed to come up here and squint and say, yeah, I'm believing, I'm believing. No, re- rest and relax. The Bible says uh, in Hebrews chapter four, I want to do a thing on Hebrews. I just, it's a favorite book of mine. But the Bible says the labor to enter into rest. Why? Because we've got so many things that want to take our focus and our attention off of the one who gives rest. And so we've got to labor to maintain the rest and the peace that he so freely offers us. You're 
not going to change everything in the world. You're not going to control everything in the world. How many of you realize you haven't been controlling yourself? (laughs) If we can't control ourselves, then how are we going to control the outward? Bless the Lord. Where am I at? Anyway. (laughs) Bless the Lord, O my soul. David said, I I will bless the Lord because he has heard my supplication. What's that mean? Prayers. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to bless you because you've heard my prayers. And you know, Jesus gave us a perfect example of that. I think it's John chapter 11. Uh, Lazarus has died and, you know, he meets the sisters. He talks to them. He says, take me to the tomb. Roll open the, uh, roll open the stone. They said, hey, Lord, don't you know by now he stinketh. <laughs> you know, even if you're a stinker, God still is not returned off by you. You have any sneakers in here? That's a rhetorical question. I already know. Anyway. And then Jesus prays a prayer and he says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Yeah, well, yeah, that's Jesus. No, Jesus told us to do what he did. Jesus told us to to be like him. We pray these songs, to be like Jesus. Well, we don't anymore, but to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like him. And then we go, we pray, we pray those and we sing those songs and then we go out and live like we never, and I'm not talking about sin, I'm talking about we go out and live in the depression and, the, and in the fear and the, and the anxiety and allow the burdens to weigh us down. Hallelujah. God doesn't want you burdened and uh, God doesn't want you to carry a load that you can't carry. As a matter of fact, the scripture says he makes a way of escape. So bless the Lord, O my soul, who daily loads us with benefits. This is not the sermon, by the way. The, The message. I don't like to preach sermons. We like messages. Messages from the Lord. So anyway, uh, and bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and with tender mercies, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Woo, I'm holding on to that one. Somebody was at the front door this morning telling one of my grandkids how old I was. She said, you know, when I was born, your dad was a teenager. And the kid goes, really? (laughs) Hallelujah. And then, but I told her this, you know, the scripture, thank God for the word of God. You know, the Bible says that though your outward man perish, yet your inward man is renewed day by day. And I'm new on the inside. I'm not going to point you out. (laughs) Hallelujah. We can bless the Lord. 
We can bless the Lord. You know, faith is not silent. I wasn't going to talk about this, but faith is not silent. Faith is verbal. Faith express. Anybody, anybody ever um, fallen in love? Oh, you say, I love you, love you, love I can't wait to keep you, uh, to be with you. You know, I, I would uh, climb the highest mountain. I'd swim the largest ocean. I, you know, I'd do all this, but, you know, I'll be over if it don't rain on Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, faith, faith is like love. You know, you have to express you know, my wife likes when I tell her that, that I love her, you know. Of course, you, uh, you ladies have heard this story. I didn't tell her for six months. I told her when we got married, I, t- I told her I loved her, and I figured she should remember it. <laughs> but man, I'll tell you what, I learned a lesson. After six months, I had a volcano on my hands. <laughs> And it was spewing. The lava was flowing. It wasn't just rolling down the hill. It was coming out the top. Glory. But you know what? That's not my wife's love language. She likes to see me out in the yard mowing the grass. For about a couple hours, I'm out there mowing. Oh, she says, oh, I saw you outside. Woo! <laughs> she used to tell ladies that she got turned on when she would see me out mowing the grass. That's probably when I had to push. <laughs> now that I'm riding, I, you know, it's not that much. But she still likes me. She still likes to see me doing those sort of things. So that's her love language. I'm so busy, I haven't even figured out what mine is, but (laughs) I got this thing on my phone. It says, it's hard being a trophy husband. No, it's exhausting being a trophy husband. (laughs) Where did that all come from? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But he comes, he daily loads us with benefits. I wanted to talk about faith, and faith is expressed in so many different facets. We can't define it in one. As a matter of fact, there's a a chapter, which I'm going to get to one of these weeks. But in Hebrews chapter 11, it gives a list of some people have called it the heroes of faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. But the reality is, is that each one of them has a different expression of what faith is. But what I see is the commonality is that we hear God and we respond to what he's saying. We hear God, we respond to what he's saying. So again, faith is uh, Hebrews 11.1. I'm going to get to my Bible. I just, this is actually, I have so many Bibles I have 27 on here. I have 27 in my back pocket. And I have this one just so you can see I carry a Bible. But I just don't carry my Bible. I read my Bible. My Bible tells me who God is. My Bible tells me what he's like. 
My Bible tells me how much he loves me. My Bible tells me what God has done for me. My Bible tells me who I am. My Bible tells me who I was. You know, God didn't have, I couldn't keep any secrets from God. He already knew. But my Bible also tells me who I am now. Who I was is not who I is. Who I was in the past is not who I am now. Who I am now is not who I will be. But I'm headed in the right path. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn who shines brighter and brighter under the full day. Hallelujah. We're not, you know, the world can be getting darker, but the Bible says you are the light of the world. You say, well, pastor, I just reflect the light. You do not reflect the light. Jesus said you are the light, and it's because the light of the world lives on the inside of you. You're not a reflection. You are allowing the, 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 the light of the Lord, the power of the Lord to flow through you. I think that's why he said to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because of the power of Jesus on the inside of us that transfers. that transfers, well, you know, I've been prayed for and I didn't get healed. Well, I prayed for people and they died. How about that? But I've also prayed for people and seen them raised up. I prayed for people. I don't, I'm not the healer. I, I loved, who was that? Is that Marcus? He said he prayed for people, but he's not the healer. I'm not the healer. You're not the healer. But you can be a conduit. You can be a conduit of healing. You can be a conduit of love. And if you're not a conduit of love, if you even heal people, you're not giving them the full benefit of God because God is love. And even if they, even if they don't receive it at that moment, if they receive the love of God, they've caught more than what than what they had before you touched them. We need to not only be a reflection of God's love, we need to be God's love. And the only way you can be God's love is by realizing who he is on the inside of you, fellowshipping with him, worshiping him, and allowing God to flow through you because God is love. Because God is love, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, some of these things I'm going to say, if I ever get there, you might say, oh, pastor, I, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm just showing you what the Word of God says, and each one of these demonstrates a different level, or not a level, a different expression of faith. You might be walking in faith and not even knowing it. If you are doing something God asks you to do and you're continuing to do it, you are walking in faith because faith is not just something we say or something we believe. It's also how we live because the just shall live by faith. Did you hear what I said? I said the just 
shall live by faith. It is not just a lifestyle. It's what you are. You live by faith because you're hearing the word of God. You're responding to God and you are walking a life of faith. Well, the, the reality of it is that faith is also expressed by faithfulness. Faithfulness. Are you faithful to your spouse? You're walking by faith. You're walking in faithfulness. As a matter of fact, the, the, uh, the scripture says in um, Ephesians, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. Faithfulness. You know, walking by faith it isn't as hard as what we try to make it. But again, in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then we jump off. That's our springboard. Ever go swimming when you were a kid before the insurance companies came along and took out all the high dives? You know, I, I remember going to this, this one swimming pool in Catawissa. Our kids were just little, you know. And they had a high dive. It scared me. I mean, you had to go up, but it almost seemed like two stories. And you're, <laughs> I wouldn't dive off of it. I just jumped. But I'll tell you what, we're not going to use this as a springboard. We're going to actually go through this book, whether it takes, I don't know how long it's going to take me. But I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Actually, I heard this. I heard a message like this. This is kind of a repeat from Lester Summerall, if you remember him. But I was in Bible school, and he, and he preached a sermon on faith, and it just, it just impressed me so much, so much, that I rehearsed it to myself a number of times. I thought I might share some of it with you. Of course, I'm not going to do it the way he did it, but uh, the Word of God is good anyway. Turn to somebody and say, he might not be good, but the word of God is good. So, I know. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Do you know that you live a life and you are giving report after report after report after report? You know, Moses sent in the 12 spies into, into the promised land and 10 of them came back with an evil report. And how evil were they? Well, it's all, everything you said it was, but we can't take it because we, we are like grasshoppers. We have any grasshoppers in here? You're not a grasshopper. You're a, you're a champion in Jesus, because he always leads you into triumph. Turn to somebody and say, you look like a champion. Not a chump, but a champion. <laughs> For by it the elders obtained a good report. Thank you, Lord. Oh, don't, I got this thing that just came up on my thing, and I'm trying not to delete my sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Well, I just have to preach by faith then. How about that? Anyway, so 
We're all giving a testimony, whether it's a good one or a bad one. Thank you, Lord. But the elders obtained a good report, which is something that each one of us should strive for. We should strive for the good report. Good testimonies are only obtained by faith in God's eyes. You might be giving what you think is a good report, but it's only a good report if you've done it by faith, trusting in God. Again, the just shall live by faith. How, how important is faith, by the way, to Jesus? I'm not talking about to you and me, you know. How important is faith? Well, Jesus was speaking. He was actually talking about prayer. Anybody around here pray? You pray? Good. Some of you are not sure. Some of you just ain't doing it. Well, I tried, but you got to get off, get off your butts. Stop the butts and just do what God says. That's B-U-T. So Luke chapter 18, Jesus had been talking about prayer and he says this. He says, after you pray, he says, I tell you, I will avenge them speedily. Reminds, reminds me of what we were talking about in prayer, about the widow, treating the widows badly. Let me guess, just give you a little tip. Don't treat widows badly or orphans. It's not good. I don't have time to tell you stories. But then Jesus goes on to say, he says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith in the earth, when Jesus Christ is coming back, what's he going to be looking for? He's going to be looking for faith. He's going to be looking for trust in him. He's going to be looking for those who, who in prayer or through the word or whatever, God has spoken to them and they are doing what he's asked them to do. How many of you can think of a good project? We can all think of good projects. But the good project isn't good unless God told you to do it. Unless God, unless God spoke to you. A lot of times we, God tells us something that we say, get behind me. We got to stop that. God gets tired of, uh, of us calling him the devil. I might as well tell you this, you know, by faith, the elders obtained a good report, you know, and I told you that you're a champion and that God always leads you into triumph. How many believe you're a champion? Well, you know, I spent a lot of my time early in my ministry uh, arguing with God. I didn't even know I was arguing with God. And I told God why I couldn't do it. God would tell me, I remember getting a word one time, and, and, and the guy said, um, actually, it was your dad. He said, one day I see you on television. And I, <laughs> by faith, rolled my eyes. 
Uh, you know, I think he saw it too. But, <laughs> but you know, I've been on television. I've been on television, and then I'm doing the internet television. But my faith at that particular time, see, I was arguing with God. Every time I would hear something about me, I I would say, well, I can't do that. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I can't do that. Don't you remember my past? I remember when he called me to the ministry and I said, I can't speak. I can't preach because I stutter. And I did. It was bad. And he said, uh, Moses stuttered too. Now what's your excuse? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God has a way of taking away your excuses. And besides, you're arguing with God. Don't you think he knows more than you? But I remember getting a prophetic word. It was uh, one of my first CI prophetic words. And God said, I like to emphasize this. This is kind of a wrong emphasis. But God says, I'm tired of you. Now, let me give you the right, the, the, how it's, I'm tired of you arguing with me. I'm tired of you disagreeing with me because I was countering every, I didn't even like to receive a compliment from my wife. I would get angry with my wife because she would give me a compliment. Why was that? Because I remembered who I was in the past. I had been fed and fed and fed what I couldn't do. And uh, I can't even say some of the things I was called. Maybe if it was the guys, but I don't want to say it. But uh, so that was stuck in me. That's why the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If you've got things, if you're believing things that are contrary to what God believes about you, you've got a battle on the inside of you. There is God telling you that you are my beloved. You can do all things through Christ I love you and I equip you, but yet you're saying, I can't do it. I'm a failure. I've, you know, I've failed before. I, I, I'm, I'm a dummy. I can't do that. You've got that battle, but the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. That's why when they were saying prophesy, you take the word of the Lord that declares what you really are and you, and you begin to speak it. It is a sword of the Lord that will drive back the powers of darkness. I'll tell you what. When you're in bondage to the lies of the enemy, man, it is not fun. It is not fun. I, I, God just revealed something to me the other day, and I thought I dealt with it. I got to quit. Well, that sermon will last a long time. <laughs> I, was, I was in prayer. Good to pray, you know, because God, prayer isn't about you just talking to God. God wants to talk back. 
And I had a thought come to me of when I was a baby. When I was just a baby, he loved me. He gets on her knees and hugs me, and she loves me like her. I remember I was a little baby, and my parents were having a party. Party. And they put me in the crib in the back room in the dark. And I'm bawling and squalling and kicking on the wall. I mean, I am. And I remember, I wasn't just crying. I was angry. I was angry. And the Lord began to show me that I, I felt rejected. That I wasn't good enough to be with the rest. I'm a kid. I'm a baby. But yet, that was planted in me through the power of the enemy. I mean, are you going to keep your kid up at a party? No, you want them to go to sleep and put them into bed. But no, no, that, and that, you know, that stuck with me for years. For years. And if I felt like I would be rejected, I could tell you other stories, but I'm already past. Oh, I'll tell you this one particular story. I was in seventh grade. And uh, there was this little custom, you know, you'd get a girlfriend, but the guys would have have an initial ring with their initial, and then you gave it to the girl, and that, you know, she became your property, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, that wouldn't fly now, would it? <laughs> Whoa! But anyway, that meant she was, that meant, you know, she was yours, and nobody else was, you know, and they liked that ring. Because it was an identification, hey, somebody loves me. Somebody loves me. Somebody appreciates me. Somebody wants me. Well, I was too cheap at that age to spend five bucks on an initial ring. <laughs> and so anyway, this girl, that, and she, she was fun, you know. That's where I got my first kiss. I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but anyway. Um, but anyway, she lets me know she's breaking up with me and she's going to go study with Jack Nelson. <laughs> Jack Nelson? Man, I'm head and shoulders above him. But she, what did he give her? The initial ring. But I I can't even tell you what I did. I communicated to her in a very ungodly way. (laughs) And uh, I made a vow to myself. I will never let another woman hurt me. And so if I saw myself getting into situations where I could possibly be rejected... I rejected them so that before they could reject me. Hallelujah. 
I must be hitting a note. <laughs> and, you know, I would get around people and I would just feel I wasn't accepted. I would feel, I would feel all this stuff. I, I'd tell Melly, I said, those people don't like me. She said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's how I felt. But it was that, it was that wound from being put in a dark room in a crib during a party. And I made, and I opened the door for this thing to come in. For this thing to come in. And believe it or not, this is kind of a miracle that I remember this. But that's one of the only times my dad was tender with me. He came, uh, he came back to comfort me. It will, <laughs> every other time, I think it would beat the tar out of me. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We've got to pull down the stronghold in us first before we can de speak deliverance to the captives. Deliverance to the captives. That's why I tell you today, bless the Lord, O my soul, who daily loads us with benefits. Are you open to receive the daily benefits that God wants to pour out upon you. He's actually pouring blessings on us continually, but we've got the umbrella up. And they're rolling off. The, the umbrella is our mindsets that tell us that God doesn't love us, that God's mean, that God's after me. You know, that he remembers he remembers my sin, but the reality is, he says, your sin and iniquity, I will remember no more. No more. Thank you, Jesus. Well, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. And, and the Savior of the world, who, that was God's demonstration... That was God's demonstration of his love for you. He says, I'm going to show these people I love them that I will die for them. He's not holding anything back. If you think God's holding anything back, then you are missing out on so much of the blessing that God wants to pour, that, that he wants you to receive. The first thing is, and I'm going to close with this. Did I say that before? But this is, I'm, I'm talking the truth this time. <laughs> We're talking about living by faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But, what's, but what's, uh, what saith that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. Faith has to be in the heart first, and then it has to be expressed. That if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth 
Confession is made unto salvation. God has got a gift of salvation and righteousness. And righteousness means you can come into the presence of God without any shame, fear, or guilt, or inferiority. That's what righteousness is. And it is a gift for those who will receive it by faith. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you today in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice. If there is anyone here today that needs to receive that gift of righteousness, Lord God, I pray that the thoughts of their heart that have tried to keep them from receiving Christ as their Savior would be broken off in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that not only, uh, not only forgives us, but cleanses us from all unrighteousness when we receive him. I give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, he loves you and he demonstrated that love for you by hanging on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for, them, for they know not what they do. If you'd like to receive Christ as your Savior, I'm going to ask you to come up when the healing team comes up and you respond to them and you just say, I want to know more of Jesus. Because believe me, he's got more for you than what you could ever imagine. <laughs>